Amen. God bless y'all. Amen. Amen. Uh, man, my heart has been heavy all night trying to think of what I'm going to say. First thing I want to say is thank you to the video team for making that video. Y'all have no idea. They were up to here this morning just making final touches on it. I appreciate y'all very much. And um, uh, if you remember the first sermon, I was listening to the first sermon uh, when I watched this the other day. And I was like, I could have said that today. Um, well, I want to thank, there's so many people and, and ministry leaders and uh, staff that have been here over the years that I could never say thank you to. And, and I just want to say thank you because it's been an honor to be the pastor of this church. I, I hope I can die here. Amen. Amen. And I just, want, I just want to say thank you. This is, God has called us. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about, actually about Jesus calling us to serve him, to help people. And uh, what I want to talk about today is simply that. Uh, I don't have a big vision for the for future. Well, yeah, I do, but I'm not going to talk about that today. Uh, <laughs> it's real simple. It's really, really, really simple. When I heard the spoken word, I was like, that's it. Just reaching one person. Sometimes it's so hard to convince us just to reach out to one person and that this would never become church. Whenever, whenever I feel that, I feel like, you know, I, that's, that's, not the, that's not what we're here for. It's, it's, it's that way to reach out to just one person. So anyway, uh, what's up, East County? I forgot to even welcome everybody, East County, North County, San Ysidro. And I know East County was screaming when y'all saw yourself on the screen. And uh, we love you and uh, all the micro sites. So let's, uh, let's get on our knees and pray. So amen. Amen. Superwoman. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, the world has changed so much since 2000. But you are the same. Your mission and vision is the same. Your power is the same. Your call in our life is the same. Your love for us is the same. Your commitment to us is the same. The mission and vision you've given your church is the same has not changed one bit as the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we pray we could be faithful on all our campuses. I pray for the people kneeling in North County, the people kneeling in East County, the people kneeling in San Ysidro, the people who will be kneeling in, in uh, City Heights in the fall. What a beautiful building you've given us there. The people kneeling in our microsites uh, in Hawaii, uh, Philippines all over San Diego, uh, people watching online all over the world. We thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness and your prayers. And, Lord, we pray these next 15 years will be exponentially more powerful, exponentially more impactful, that exponentially more people will be saved, and we could be exponentially more faithful. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five and a big hug or something. Let's see your Bibles. Let's see your Bibles. Say word. 
One more time, say word. word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 28. And let me say this now that I'm not crying anymore. Um, if for some reason you feel left out of the video, I, I want to apologize um, because there were so many people we need to thank. And I started to make a list and I said, you know what, if, if I say part of this list that someone's going to be offended. So please, uh, I apologize, but uh, thank you. And, and, and thank you, you didn't do it for me, you did it for the Lord, but we partnered together. Uh, thank you and I look forward to 15 more years. Next week I'm going to start a series called True Lovers. And it, even though it is based on, focused on teaching how to worship, um, it is based on the five love languages that people have and how we can love each other. So it's going to involve being uh, in relationships with people, especially if you're married or if you want to be married. Uh, how to love people because how we love people is how we love God. And so it's going to be a relationship series and a worship series all wrapped up in one. And I'm very excited about it. It will last about six, uh, seven weeks right into June. And it's going to be very powerful. So that's next week. Amen. 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 Uh, today is April 12th. Uh, it is my 31-year anniversary of being sober today. Amen. And I want to share a very simple story uh, about that, even though I talk about it all the time, and put it in the context of what the church is about. Because when I started thinking about, you know, when you have a celebration and, and, and a special day, you always think you have to do something way over the top. And, I, and I, I don't know, I don't have that way over the top message other than the very simple message of the gospel. Because that's the only thing God ever told me to say. And my encouragement today is my challenge today, my goal today is to get all of you to take one more step forward in your relationship with God. And if you're part of this church, because I know some visitors here, you don't necessarily go to church here. But if you're part of this church and you say you go here, because I meet people every single day that I go out of my house in San Diego that have, say they go here or been here or whatever, whatever. And, and so whatever, whatever relationship that you would take one step forward to being part of what God has called us to do. And that we would move people out of the place of I attend to I'm involved. Because nowhere in the Bible does the, does the, does the, does the, are we instructed to just attend church. Nowhere. We're in a battle, in a fight. And our, our city, our country, this world has changed dramatically in the last 12 months, less than 15 years. 15 years from now, we're not going to recognize it. And so my encouragement today is that you would just take one step forward. And, and I want to share with you what we're about, why we're here. It's all about life transformation. We're here to see lives transformed. And I want to encourage you as a believer that you never, ever, ever get to the point where you feel like I'm transformed. And what I mean by that is not that you haven't transformed from yesterday or last year, but that you're there. <laughs> it, the job is done. Now I just can cruise. I, I met a pastor. Well, I was talking to a pastor years ago and kind of mentoring him and uh, one of the last meetings we had, I don't know if this comment was the reason for the last meeting, but he said to me, you know, once I get to 300 people, I could put it on cruise control like you. And I was like, brother, w w what are you saying? There is no such thing as cruise control. There's no such thing as I, I made it, I've arrived, I'm here. It doesn't exist. Now, when you get to heaven, maybe, but not on this side of heaven. We are constantly walking, trying to grow, or we're supposed to be disciples. And so what I want to share with you today is kind of what we're about. 
and then you to make a decision, I want to get involved in the battle. I want to be more involved. I want to, I want to do better at whatever God's called me to do. Amen? So very quick, our mission. Everyone say mission. Uh, businesses have a mission and, and, and ventures have a mission and a vision. A mission, and some people, they use the definitions interchangeably, so we're just going to say what we call a mission. A mission is our business. McDonald's is in the food business. The San Diego Chargers are in the entertainment business. And if they lose, it's not entertaining, so then they fail, they fail their business. But it's, but it's a business, okay? This is what we're in the business of doing. The church is in the disciple-making business. We're not in the put-on-meeting business. We're not on have the event business. That's part of it. That is a means to an end, but we are in the disciple-making business. That's what Christ told the church to do. Matthew 28, let's read it real quick. Matthew 28, verse 19, uh, actually verse 18, it says, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Everyone say all authority. All authority. Everyone say all authority. all authority. Please repeat this to me. Say, not some, not some. All. all. You know what that means? Authority over life and death and illness and hate and frustration and discouragement. All authority over every demonic authority, all authority. Don't ever forget that. The only reason the devil has authority in your life is because you have given it to him. You have said, okay, devil, I'm not going to trust God, I'm going to trust you. All authority. Let's keep reading because that's not the point. It says in verse 19, go therefore. Everyone say, go therefore. This is not a, a suggestion, it's a command. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you even to the end of this age. Everyone say, go therefore and make disciples. This is what Jesus said. Church, go make disciples. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Now we have technology. We can do it online. We can do it in a big building. We can do it in a house. We can do it under a tree. Just go make disciples. So my question to you, are you making disciples? Are you being disciples? That's it. And if you say, you know what, I'm going to be discipled, and then I'm going to disciple someone, guess what, happens to, guess what happens to the kingdom of God? But if you say, I'm just going to come sit and get entertained, nothing. That's, and so God said, start a church. I want you to go make disciples. My, my major part in that is the first part uh, is, is evangelism. Everyone say save, save. say equip, save. say send. Yeah. Our mission statement is three simple words. Save, say save. Say equip, say send. You can't make a disciple unless they get saved, period. At some point, they have to get saved. That happens to be the part that God has called me to focus on the most, for me personally. You cannot be a disciple unless you are saved. In a few minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to be saved. I was 19 years old, smoking weed, sleeping around my girlfriend, just a regular old kid from New York. Had, you know, I had been to Catholic school but didn't, uh, you know, I went to Catholic school because I had to, so I wasn't really into it. When I got out of eighth grade, I was on my own as far as spiritual things. And I was standing in the department store and two hippies, Charles Manson looking beards, bummy clothes, walked up to me in a department store. I was 19, looked like a blow pop. I was skinny and had a big afro like that. And they come up and they had nasty old Bible and they shared the gospel with me. I was a cold call. I was a cold call. 
And they walked up to me, and I remember looking at them going, what are these dudes doing in this store? It was a black neighborhood. It was, you know, they, it was just odd that they would be there. And they came, and they, and they said, they're coming to me. And my girlfriend, was, she was cash registered. She was getting ready to check out, and I was waiting for her so we can go home and do, do what we did, which wasn't, wasn't biblical. And my boys, <laughs> well, it's biblical after you get married, but it wasn't biblical at the time. And my boys were outside smoking weed, you know, and these guys, and they shared the gospel with me. And I remember looking at the Bible, and I said, I, I want that. And I asked Jesus to be my savior. And I remember the room moving and I started crying. I was like, what the heck is going on? I got saved. And for about two weeks, three weeks, it's a blur, but a very quick period of time, I didn't get high anymore, didn't have sex with her anymore. I was like, I'm different. Jesus appeared to me in her house while me laying in a bed. Appeared to me in the room, then it disappeared. And I, I, it blew my mind, but then I didn't get to equipped. I had nobody in my life to teach me the Bible, to walk with me. All I had were my friends. <laughs> we, were, we were all lost. And for five years, I went back doing what I was going to, smoking weed, got drafted to the Los Angeles Rams, got cut, came to the San Diego Chargers, started doing cocaine at the Hanalei Hotel. And every day for five years that I remember, God said, whenever you're ready, I'm here for five years. I met my wife. Um, I met my a girl who ended up becoming my wife. And during that five-year period, I met her. We were breaking up, getting back together. My life was a mess. And for, for five years, God said, "Whenever you're ready, you're gonna. I'll get you off that cocaine, and you're gonna marry that girl." I'm like, "One more day, God. One more day." There are some of y'all in here. That's you. You prayed a prayer a long time ago, and you think you're good and you're cruising. You, God's like, "Come on, come on." Walk away from that. Stop. Stop wasting your life. And I was, and two of the guys that I got high with on the charges, both of them got arrested. I was next. The cop who arrested them, who worked for the charges, who still works for the San Diego Chargers to this day, I see him all the time. And every time I see him, I hug him and thank him that he waited one more day to arrest me. <laughs> and every day, every single day I see him, his name is Dick Lewis, you see him, he, every day I see him, he goes, he says, brother, I remember when you were doing that stuff. And I was getting ready to bust you. Went to a crack house. I was in a crack house in San Diego looking at, in, in a little bathroom watching this guy make crack, thinking, what am I doing with my life? And then April 12, 1984, 31 years ago, I was on a couch sleeping, I mean, uh, doing cocaine all night, 5 o'clock in the morning. I said, God, I'm done. And that day was the last day I got high. Got back with my girlfriend that day. We were married th uh, 31 years. Got married the same year, by the way, uh, and got three kids and a grandkid. My point is this. Is there's some of y'all out there, that's you. You may not be doing cocaine, but you prayed a prayer a long time ago. And you know what? It may not have worked. And what I mean by that, you might not have got saved. You might have just had some emotional experience. The bottom line is that God has better for you. Amen. God has better for you. I, he was letting my life self-destruct. Oh, I prayed the prayer. But he says, you got to walk with me. You have to get saved. Everyone say save. save. Say equip. Save. Uh, you got to get equipped. Now, in our church, we have many ways to get saved. We got Gospel Central. We got Sundays. We got all the ministries. We got people getting saved all kinds of ways. But now you got to get equipped. And your notes, one of the, it just, it'll say life class. We have a full week life class that talks about how to get in a small group and what small groups are about. 
how to find out your gifts, what are your, your uh, spiritual gifts, how does God want you to, to use those gifts, how can you get into ministry, what is financial stewardship is about, L-I-F-E, and how to do evangelism. The class will say, here's what The Rock is about, let's get on the team. You do not, and I encourage you, do not just come and sit. Because when I got saved and I, and I recommitted my life to the Lord, I got equipped. I got into a Bible study. I also was discipled with a, a guy, three of us by one guy, just the four of us every week for our season. And I said, Lord, I need to learn. And then I started a ministry in my house. After you get saved, say save. Say equip. Say send. After you get saved and you get equipped. And by the way, we have over 760 small groups in this church. They're, they meet in homes, Starbucks, whatever. Get in one. All this information is in the bulletin. All this information is online. They say, Lord, I want to I take that next step. I'm saved. Okay, I want to take that next step and get involved. That's what The Rock is about. Because there's 3.2 million people out there that need the gospel. That's why. Now, I know some of you may come from a church where y'all just sit and listen. That's never what this was all about. It's never what this will be about. We got to go help somebody. And so the first thing you got to do is get saved. Some of y'all got to recommit your life. Your, your relationship with God is, eh, it's something you do. It's something you do. But you don't access all the authority God has for your life. You're not doing what God calls you to do. You're just living with this little Christian tag on your card. God's like, that's what I'm for? I, God has so much more for you. And then you got to get equipped. And after you get equipped, then you get sent out. Is that scary? Oh, heck yeah. The first time I shared my testimony with the School of Evangelism at Horizon Christian Fellowship, it was like 30 students. I don't remember. It was a small room. And I shared my testimony. I was shaking in my boots. I walked out of that room and got into a van. It was a Friday afternoon. I walked out of that room, got into a van, and we went to five prisons. And I went to share my testimony in five prisons. That first night, Terminal Island Prison in L.A., it was at night, too. You don't want to go. My first time in a prison is one thing. Now it's at night. <laughs> and we prayed in the huddle. Oh, dear God, we pray we get in the huddle. We, and, and every time we went to five prisons, one of them was a, a, a woman's prison. And every time there was always complications with our ID and security and all this stuff. And, Lord, we know the devil's coming against us. The devil doesn't want us in. And, and we pray against the devil. We pray the doors open. And I'm like, I didn't know any better. I'm like, amen, okay. Uh, uh. And then I would go by myself. After we group prayer, I prayed. I prayed, dear Lord, you know, if you don't want me to get in, I'm good. I mean, I, I don't want to inconvenience you, you know. I don't want to mess anybody up. You know, <laughs> I'm good. because You know why? Because I was scared to death. God came through every time. You got to get saved. Or recommit your life. You got to get equipped. Join a life class. Go to the life growth track. Four weeks. Learn what the church is about. In other churches you call it our membership. Get involved. And then go do something. I heard a whole book called Do Something. Go do something. We have ministries all over San Diego serving every day of the week. People, thousands of people a month, thousands of people a month get touched by those ministries out in the community. That's what The Rock is. That's what The Rock will always be. The same thing is happening in East County. The same thing's happening in North County. The same thing's happening in San Isidro. The same thing's going to happen in City Heights. 
and every other city and community God gives us a church and the same thing's happening on microsites, people are serving. That's what it's about for 15 years. It's that simple. And we could talk about all kind of stuff. It's really if you, if you would just commit in your own life, I am going to take one more step forward. Me. I'm either going to get saved. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That every single one of you and all of us are sinners. And the penalty of sin is death. You're going to die. You're going to die once or twice. Well, once is I go in my grave and then I go to be with the Lord. Twice is I go in the grave and then I get judged and go to hell. Second death. The second death never ends. And it's not death where you cease to exist. It's just so horrible you can't associate anything lifelike with it. It's called suffering in hell. We don't want that to happen to you. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, while we were sinners, Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead to give us eternal life, to prove that he had eternal life to give. And then if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what this cokehead did. For real. Because that's all I was. I was a football player doing cocaine. That's it. But a really big God, a really loving God, a really awesome God said, I have something way better for you that you can never do on your own. And you get to be just right in the middle of it. God has the same thing for you. And for five years I was wandering around, oh, and God says, whenever you're ready, because God is so patient and so loving. And there's some of you in here today, you need to get saved. And there's some here you here today, I would have bet a bunch of you. You know, your Christian life is just like blah. And all this stuff that I'm doing is just like, eh, I can't handle it. God says, uh-uh, I want, I want you back. He deserves you back. He bought you with his blood on the cross. And so for a bunch of you, I'm going to ask you in a minute to come forward with the, with the new believers and say, I want to recommit my life to God. And I want to be what God called me to be. That is what this is about. That is what this is about. And then after that, okay, God, I don't know what you're going to have me do, but I'm ready. Let's go. That's it. If you could just say that to God and be faithful one baby step at a time before you know it, the people in your world are going to start getting saved and their lives are going to start changing. And some of the people in your family who are dying spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially are going to come alive because of what God's going to do through your life. That's it. That is the church Jesus set up. And that's the church we want this to be. So I'm going to ask all of you and all the campuses just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you so much for being awesome. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for your patience. Fifteen years cannot be summarized in 25 minutes. Except to say Jesus. That's all we can say is Jesus. And Lord, I pray for the people in East County, San Isidro, North County, online, microsites, Point Loma. Lord, you love all of those people. And you have an amazing, amazing plan for their life. But they have to surrender 
they have to deny themselves, pick up the cross and follow. I'm going to pray a prayer for anyone who wants to take that step forward. You may want to ask Christ to be your Savior for the first time. You may want to recommit your life to Jesus. Or you may just want to say, you know what, I just want more. I'm doing great, but I just want more. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me, one prayer, and I'm going to ask you to stand up, and then I'm going to ask you to come forward. We see it happen every week. Because if you can't walk forward in here today in front of family, there's no way you're going to do it out at your job and in the public. And I want to ask the people, especially who are Christians, to encourage the new visitors when I pray this prayer that you would take the lead and come forward. So just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart and all the campuses. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I believe Jesus died for me and that he rose from the dead to give me new life. I want all of that new life I can get. Jesus, forgive me for being stubborn, lazy spiritually, selfish, trying to do things on my own. I want to be obedient. I want to be faithful. I want to fulfill the mission you've given us. I surrender my life to you. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And if you prayed that prayer because you want to give your life to Christ for the first time, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you prayed that prayer because you want to recommit your life, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you prayed that prayer because, you know what, I just want more. I want more. I want to be more like Christ. I want to do more for Christ. I want to be more faithful. Same, same prayer for whatever reason you prayed it. When I count to three, I just want you to stand up boldly, confidently, saying, yes, Lord, I want more. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Very good. God bless you. 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 Now, now as you're standing, now as you're standing, I'm going to ask all the people who are standing to come forward and let's give them a big hand as they come on forward. Let's give them a big hand as they come on forward. Amen. I have decided to follow
Amen. Can we give a big hand? Can we give a big hand? Amen. Today is your spiritual birthday, April 12th, 19, oh, 2015. <laughs> what year is this? 2015, 2015. I'm thinking mine, thinking mine. 2015, uh, 31 years ago today, I stopped doing cocaine in one day. Stopped smoking marijuana in one day. Got back on my girlfriend and just been faithful just to her since that day. So I mean, I stopped doing everything else in one day. Why? Because God's way bigger than all that stuff. That stuff is very small. Without God, it's almost impossible. But with God, everything's possible. And my encouragement to you today is today's the last day of that old life. Same thing with y'all. I know there's many of y'all should be up here. That we all need to say, Lord, I want one more step. And I want to challenge y'all, especially y'all who come to church here, let's do this. Let's not do church. Let's, let's be selfless people and let's be obedient people. Let's be generous people. Let's be faithful people. Because that's what God deserves from us. And if, and if he could take me from being cocaine head to use in me, he could do so amazing things in your life as well. Because it's not me, it's, it's the size of our God that does all this, not the size of the person. And the same God I serve, the same God you serve, that he says 15 more years, there could be a thousand more of our churches, or whatever he, he wants to call them through your life, or powerful ministries in your community, or whatever he wants for you to do. But that we would just be faithful to God. Just, just I want to be faithful to God. If you could just say you just want to be faithful to God, there's no way you could ever know what he would do for your life. So I'm going to pray for these people, then we're going to cheer them in that room. And after we get them in that room, Pastor George is going to come out and dismiss us. Amen? Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much. For being good. Great. Perfect. You are holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, Jesus' name. Amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give him a hand to come out. Amen.
Well, thanks for being here today. It's been great to look back and, and celebrate 15 years of what God's doing. Look forward to what God is going to continue to do in and through us. And as we close out our service, it's time for us to give of our, our morning offerings to the Lord. So let's give the Lord a hand for all that he's done, all he's going to continue to do. encourage you as, as we look forward to 2015, 2016 and beyond, uh, this is all the, the people that came forward today. This is what the giving is all about, is we're investing in heaven. We're, we're not, you know, by, you know, you've heard the phrase, you can't take it with you. Well, I want to tell you, we can send it on ahead in souls and people that are going to be with Jesus forever. And that's what this moment is about, that we're saying, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm not just attending, I'm contributing. And I want to be a part of what God's going to do uh, this year, next year, and for however long God has us here. Amen? So have your offering. Let's take it out. And again, it's not uh, out of obligation. Don't want you to feel obligated to give. This is for those of you that God's touching your heart and you're saying, yeah, I want to be a part of this. I want to give back a little portion of what God's given me. Um, all our, our giving boxes are on the exit, so you can text to give if that's easier for you to set up. If you're watching online, you can click the give button and join us in this moment of generosity. But let's pray, let's thank the Lord, and let's ask Him to, to multiply these uh, gifts so that they can continue uh, to bring thousands and thousands of people. I can't wait. I saw the 80,000 salvations up there and my heart just exploded and I thought why don't we if we if I'm still around when we celebrate our 30th uh, anniversary what's it going to be 800,000 right yeah, yeah, amen so let's uh let's pray over our offering this morning father thank you that you get to that you allow us to participate with you in this and we're just so excited for all that you've done and we're anticipating all that you're going to do moving forward and so we pray as we give out of love as we give out of gratitude to you today that you would take uh, all our gifts all the the pennies nickels dimes dollars that you would use them to continue to bring souls into your kingdom may our, our giving put a smile on your face may it draw us close in our heart to you and i pray a blessing on everyone here today would you open the windows of heaven would you meet all of their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We trust you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer for anything, our pastoral support team's down front. God bless you. We'll see you next week.